So how, um, how do you select or what, uh, to what you're sharing? Are people coming to you? Are you identifying places? Like there's so many of these like, you know, places that don't even have a social profile, you know, that like need to get talked about. Yeah. And that's where like my emphasis is sort of going when like I'm pursuing places, like who do, who's not getting any love? Like over the last years, what would you say is the coolest thing you've done or opportunity that's come to you to where you're like, wow, how crazy is that? I said, hey man, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, I love it. It's <laughs> like, Sweet. so now I'm driving around a Lambo for nice. a day. This episode is brought to you by our incredible sponsor, More Resources Insurance. Are you looking for an insurance coverage that's unique as the Sunshine City itself? Look no further. More Resources Insurance is your trusted partner right here in St. Petersburg. Why choose them? Well, they offer more carriers and more market options than any other agency here in Tampa Bay. Pretty much, if it has the word insurance in it, they cover it. Anything from home, auto, boat, yacht, renter's insurance, life insurance, up to workers' compensation. You name it, they got it. They hold a five-star rating on all the places that you can leave a review online. And with over 16 years of dedicated service, they have been delivering exceptional customer service. If get your free quote at DaveMoreInsurance.com. That's DaveMoreInsurance.com. Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome back to Talking St. Pete. I'm your host, Ryan Bogdan. Before we get into today's awesome guest, emphasis on the awesome, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Bogdan Homes and Moore's Resource Insurance. We have a little bit to talk about Moore's Resource and now we have Joe Malinowski. Yeah. He is everything Tampa Bay awesome. St. Pete is awesome. Dunedin, Dunedin is awesome. Clearwater is awesome. If it has awesome behind it, this guy is behind it. Oh, boy. Thank Joe, you for welcome to the me. show, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Super awesome. Literally. <laughs> literally. I, it's going to be funny every time I say that name it's, now. It's going to happen a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you get that a lot. You know, as Mr. Tampa Bay, you, oh, just, you just let me know that's what you're, you're working on building. You built a hell of a brand, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah. Are you a native here? So I came down when I was eight, so in 92. So yeah. it's been, you know, whatever, 35, 37 years. You're a native, so I'm a my native. friend. You're yeah. a native. I'm You've a, been here. I'm a local. If you, I think the cutoff's 10. If, as long as you get nice. here before age 10, nice. yeah, then you're you're a native. So grew up on the Pinellas side, lived in the Hillsborough side, in Tampa, lived in Carrollwood, living it up, having a great time. Okay, okay. So, you know, I'm always, origin stories are, are always a, a interesting thing. I know we got a fun scavenger hunt to talk about, but how did yeah. we get to that? Where did this is awesome come from? It, it's kind of funny. I was actually thinking about it with my, my wife over the weekend. Uh, I basically been trying to retire since I was 12. Um, <laughs> and really fortunately, I, I set up these awesome concepts in 2013. And you were early. Yeah, the influencers wasn't a thing. It wasn't like this is going to be an influencer crowd. No one, there wasn't even like the term yet. Right. Um, tested out one idea and it popped. And then that kind of spawned off. And we set off a ton of other ones. We had like bacon is awesome, soccer is awesome, yachts are awesome, 50 different pages. And then we're like, all right, how are we going to monetize any of these? So you were thinking about that then? Yeah, you know, I knew it wasn't like we were going to just go out of the gates and be mm -hmm. like, we're going to go make money now. But I'm like, we're going to build a huge audience of people. What are those different income streams that can get associated so to it? So before you go into that, what was the motivation behind building an audience? So I had you're early in the game. So you're like, so having, I had a consulting company before that, and it's always easier to build a, a concept that's more around a idea than your company. No mm -hmm. one cares about your company. Mm -hmm. And this all came around when I was working with a company called paleo on the go. They deliver paleo food all over the country. And I was like, Let's build an audience around paleo 
and then we can sell a product to them or our own third-party validation tool. And it crushed it. I mean, we went from 30000 a month to hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. a month in revenue from using social in a different way. Um, so it's just less expensive to build those. And, you know, I, I at that time lived near downtown Tampa. I was like, let's test out how this would work. No one's talking about it. Downtown Tampa was okay at that point in time. There was nothing there. Um, but the page blew up in like 30 days. So what was the first one that you made? Downtown Tampa is awesome. It was the first one on Facebook. Um, tested that out and then it kind of like blew it out where then we had even more pages than now. Like we had St. Pete Beach, we had Madeira Beach, Carrollwood. We had, I don't know, 10 different pages. And at this time, is it you managing all of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a lot. It is, and that's why I consolidated it down to really just the four that we have now. I say we, the, the, royal, the royal we. Yeah. Um, and now it's just a blast. You know, I get to hang out and kind of peek behind the curtain. Yeah, you you might be putting more miles in your car than some realtors. You know, it's actually, I actually don't. No? It's like, I'll hang, today will be a St. Pete day. Everything's around, right. relatively close by. Um, there are days where it's like, ah, I go to St. Pete, then I got to go to Dunedin, then I got to go here, which I just try to minimize. But mm -hmm. no, surprisingly, I don't put that much on. I always think about it at the end of the year. Like maybe it's maybe still 12,000 a year. Oh, that's, that's yeah. average. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. So uh, St. Pete's awesome. Tampa Bay is awesome. Those are your two big... Uh, so Clearwater actually, Clearwater Beach page has the biggest on Facebook. Tampa Bay's okay. got the largest on Instagram. St. Pete's high up there on both of them, 100K on on Facebook, 60 on Instagram. Um, yeah, I yeah, mean, just I, I, people listening right now definitely know your pages. They get informed. Uh, so how, how do you select or what, uh, to what you're sharing? Are people coming to you? Are you identifying places? like Both. Yeah. Both. You know, there's no shortage of fun, cool stuff to talk yeah, about. You're, you're not kidding. You know, with all the new stuff, you know, they tend to hit us up sometimes. But I, there's so many of these, like, you know, places that don't even have a social profile, you know, that, like, need to get talked about. Yeah. And that's where, like, my emphasis is mm -hmm. sort of going when, like, I'm pursuing places. Like, who do, who's, like, getting any love? Who doesn't even have an Instagram page? Right. Like, I mean, we were at like Willie's on the beach. No one's talking, like they don't, they're not doing much. They don't really need it. But at the same point, like these are cool places. Right. So let's go show off some of that too. I like that. Putting, I mean, that's what we talk about all the time on the show, but it's just so true that there's the local community here is so strong. And then, so then have brands like yours, that's just putting people on the map even more that aren't, you know, these businesses have been around 20, 30 years. They're not thinking about social in that aspect. They have their core locals that are coming, but they have this a gem to them that you know the new people here should know about. And you're and you're, you're putting the light on them. And it's it's a it's a power now that like we're wielding that it's almost. Sometimes I've had a place. There's a place downtown. I can't even talk about her because she's awesome, and she's like, "Don't post about me, please." She's just like, "I can't." She's like, "I'm good." Yeah. I don't want the blow up of yeah. Well, all sometimes of the too much it can be too much. Absolutely. Um, so it is a little bit like I'm conscientious of it to showing and telling whoever the owner is like if I just show up and eat and I'm taking my stuff and doing my thing like you know Important. they didn't give it they didn't give it to me like I paid for it so I'm kind of like incognito doing it but I'll fill them in afterwards like hey guys I'm gonna post this I'll show them the video yeah ninety plus percent of the time they're stoked but sometimes you're like they're like please I'm already. I'm already got too much going on. Yeah, that, um, it is a power. It is a power. The power of attention, right? Like, yeah. And I learned it not the hard way, but I, I actually learned it on in a place in Saint or, uh, in Safety Harbor. I saw somebody post about like the city making them get some fifteen thousand dollars sign, 
I didn't read anything about it. People were complaining and I was like, yeah, I'll, I love this place. I shared this like petition. It explodes oh. like 300,000 views and like the news is hitting me. I'm like, oh guys, I'm like, I, I have zero information. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just shared a thing. I was like, I love Whistle Stop. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I can't just do that anymore. Right, you have to be so... a little more conscious of <laughs> yeah. what's happening. Yeah, because, yeah. well, I mean, influence. You tell people to go left, they're going to go left. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's crazy. So what's what's been the biggest transformation So since 2013 to now? Like, like thinking about the pages. I mean, wow. you talked about focus. Like, you had tons of pages. Now you're down to, like, four main ones. What else is, has changed in that world for you? I mean, as social media itself has evolved. You know, the only other page that we started that I would have loved to have it, really, it was an interest thing. Like, the Yachts Are Awesome page, this is when on Facebook you can do super narrow targeting. We were building that page for, like, three cents a follower and only targeting, like, people who have over a million dollars in net worth and, like, very high-end stuff. I don't know anything about Yachts. I don't particularly care about yachts but it would have been an amazing profitable audience like had mm -hmm. i just built it and had it right um so the things that have massively changed is is the way you're able to target a lot of different people and places and demographics and stuff like that through the social pages that's kind of the back-end transformation that's mm -hmm. happened mm -hmm. um, but the biggest is really now like and i'm so fortunate that it's like people are hitting you up every day it's a lot to manage. You know, it's it's give, a blast. Yeah, <laughs> it's a get, lot of eating. I got to ride a get, lot of miles. <laughs> so get a, get a lot of good food out of it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Anywhere, all day. Can you? Can yeah. you? I mean, this is normally a question I ask at the end, but, but I'm curious. Like, can you? What if you had some top spots? Oh, man, I know so, it's tough because you got all of the things, but let's not even put it, put all the business relationships yeah, aside. Yeah, totally. So it's your birthday. It's my birthday. Where so are we going? It, birthday side of things, like there's a place called Michael's, which is a sleeper place up in Carrollwood. They're just, it's an extraordinary meal every time I've gone there. What it's, do we have in there? What are they, what's the Whatever's vibe? on special. I don't, yeah. like my yeah. wife gets one of the pasta dishes. I just, whatever they're doing on special. Um, but the helm over here on St. Pete Beach, oh, dude, like- they're amazing. Yeah. And they're another low key ish kind of place. They're doing great on social, but the couple who owns it are are wonderful and their background and everything is incredible. Um in the culinary world. And it's kind of like their little sleeper gem, but everything that they put out. I mean, they're they're known for like their lobster, uh their lobster roll, but I just had like the best breakfast sandwich ever there. Um everything is amazing. Okay, the helm. Um, I'm a big fan of Aleo, their brunch ridiculous uh boy it's you really got, like you got pick, a, you yeah, got a long, yeah, yeah. The what, what, what's long. the vibe what are you going for you got absolutely them what do you find so thinking on the social media content like you've had you know account accounts are, are growing well you have videos that blow up what do you find what strategies working well today on social um so the one thing that has shifted is a bit more of me being in front of the camera um i always kind of was mindful that at some point in the future it would be the plan to sell everything where that you know pivots a little bit and changes where it's like i you know it can't just be the joe show so it's always been a little bit of my you know policy so to speak like if you and i are out somewhere i'm kind of kind of make you the star a little bit like get you the camera time mm -hmm. showing off that you know i'm hanging out with other people and kind of give them that that camera space um it still seems to work but it's kind of like someone has to be there um people definitely respond more so to seeing you eat the food than just the food itself. It's that 
validation that did they really eat there or are they just promoting it right uh, that's probably one of the biggest changes i've seen over the last couple of years engagement's gone up because of that definitely you know adding the the voiceover with the text on the screen like these little tiny things that probably would have worked if we started with that but like now it's kind of like the right. the format you know yeah. like you guys do with this it yep. looks, it's amazing yeah yeah shout out to the team uh well that's because I would say probably 90% of the people are watching stuff in silent mode because mm -hmm. they're sitting in a wherever, right? And there's people around, so they can't have their volume on. So you have to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So sharing all the news, you know, St. Pete specific, since you've been here, you've, you know, what, what are some major changes that you've seen? Oh boy. I think the same thing. Everybody, it's just yeah, like yeah. blowing up. I mean, the number of like new places opening, I think like about a month ago, there was like a, seven or 10 days stretch for we had like five or six new places opening up it's 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 exciting and it's fun and it's just do you think we have more room for growth i mean property wise i don't think there is any more room for people like that's why everything's getting knocked down now that's why when you see we gotta stuff, go up yeah we got to either go higher or knock stuff down and get out there so the growth of things is really going to be interesting and obviously I lean more to like the culinary world um, of the elevation, you know, like Tampa's getting all this promo because they like brought in these different Michelin side of things and they're getting that recognition just because it's kind of where they marketed to. But St. Pete deserves it. St. Pete's got these, you know, Linger and Bin the Six and all of these amazing, amazing places, um, getting them a different just like level of recognition in, you know, the the finer dining culinary space, um, which I've been kind of thrust into a little bit more of the fine dining space over the last like month. It's been interesting. You're, um, you're diving into that more? I'm just, so we're starting a luxury series. Okay. <clears throat> So I drove around a Lambo for like a day going to like some of the fanciest places around. Right. So we're going to test it out. I'm going to do a, a walkthrough tour of the presidential penthouse suite at the JW next Monday. Cool. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. You already did it or that's when you're posting? So that's when I'm going to go. We have to go do that video. Oh, God, They've God. been trying to schedule us, um, but doing it with just like the swankiest spots on this side of the bridge, that side all over. Um, so that's been a big pivot, I think, for all of Tampa Bay is just the level of fanciness. Yeah. <clears throat> big difference between St. Pete and Tampa when it comes to Huge. that. Yeah. Huge. Well, how would you describe the vibe? I mean <sighs> so I, I think you remember it's almost like saying Tampa's now like become just Water Street area where it's like the bougie, it's like bougie level 12 mm -hmm. you know it's past the 10 mark it's <laughs> yeah, it's I crazy um where where st pete's not feeling that like it's not not that it's striving for that it's that it's like cool we're our own vibe but you still have like the really you know everything that the vinoy has been doing everything mm -hmm. that's happening along beach and the other people who are expanding like aleo's doing their second concept and you know you know they're bringing olivia's over from from tampa they're okay. I mean, we have much better places already. It's kind of like, do we need this redundancy? Right. When we already have amazing mm -hmm. Italian spots? Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's in always air. interesting to, I, I, you know, I just went to the Lightning game over the weekend and just going, not, I'm, I'm biased. I'm definitely Team St. Pete, you know, but going over there, I'm like, it's just a different world. Yeah. It's crazy what that bridge does. It's, and it's amazing talking to people. I mean, so <laughs> the, you can talk about St. Pete stuff on the Tampa page. You can't talk about Tampa stuff on the St. Pete page. People, 
bro. Right. They lose it. They're just like, da, da, da. they just freak out. But it's so funny driving over. Like, it takes so long to get places. I was like, it's 25 minutes, guys. Yeah, it really does. If, if, but if it, there is traffic, it's another 15. There's something about it. Yeah. There's something about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even going to Tierra Verde. Like, you know, all of the, the you know what? The, so when I first started all this, I had this, like, fantasy that I was going to be able to, like, connect the bays and get people out of their bubble. But, you know, there's Visit St. Pete Clearwater, Visit Tampa Bay. I'm like, guys, at the time, which is far higher than this now, it was a cumulative amount of, like, $90 million going to promoting the area. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you go on St. Pete's page, Visit St. Pete Clearwater, Tampa's a wasteland. It doesn't even exist. It's like, there's a there's a dot where there's an airport. Right. And the same kind of thing on Visit Tampa Bay, they're not really pushing the beaches because their tax money, their, their is, revenue comes from that. Yeah. So I was like... Maybe we can do this. Right. And naive, you know, 28-year-old and just like, nah, no one cares. No one Everyone's cares. happy with their bucket of money. Mm-hmm. You're not going to shake you're this right. up. I, I didn't even think of that from that standpoint of like from municipi- municipality using their tax dollars and where yeah. that's going to promote their cities. So it's it's special tax dollars. It's not like governmental tax dollars. Yeah. It's the bed tax. Yep. So all of that little fee when you stay at a hotel, they all they care about is heads and beds. Yep. Like, yeah, this not gonna send relevant. people over to the other. Yeah, no, 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 not no, at no. all, not at all, not at all. So you're doing this cool thing at Shopapalooza coming up. Oh, so excited and yeah. so grateful for. And for you've been Esther doing this them. scavenger hunt thing before, right? We tested it out in in Tampa on Riverwalk in June, and then in Ebor in the summer, which it was super hot. But 200 people showed out, and I, I really wanted to do it in St. Pete. And Esther, so awesome, local shops one. She's the host of Shopapalooza. Um, her and I were chatting and I was like, look, I just, I want to be able to sell as many tickets as possible and have a big fun event without like a cap. And it was hard trying to figure out where can I do this without like coming out and renting a park Mm -hmm. or like talking with Janice to have some big space. And she was just like, come out of job. So tell us, what are you doing? What are you doing? So we are going to be hiding some fun stuff, um, in different areas around St. Pete. So the people will find out where their boundaries are. And everything that they find is going to be correlated to different categories of gift cards. So we'll have, I say, the lower end ones would be the ten to twenty-five dollars. Then we've got a bunch of fifty to one hundred dollars. Probably have thirty or forty, fifty of those. And then there's one five hundred dollar grand prize. Um, so there's one little character that'll be associated to that. Um, so visitors will come to Shabapalooza on Sunday morning. So Shabapalooza is two days, the twenty-fifth and twenty-sixth. Uh, our scavenger hunt will be the 26th in the morning. Uh, so check-ins at 9.30 to 10.30. At 10 o'clock, we'll give everybody kind of like the rundown of like, here's the boundaries, here's what you're looking for, here's all of the other clues that are available for other prizes. Send them out, and then... This is a lot of planning. It is, it is, and it's not to the level of what I've seen. Like, it would be fun to do one of those like amazing race kind of things, but the logistics behind all that, like... I don't even, you need a whole massive team. Fortunately, like we can scout out where we're going to put stuff easy ahead yeah, of time. So how big of an area are you thinking? It, it's it's going to be, it's going to be reasonable. Um, it's definitely going to be reasonable. There's going to be probably a hundred to 200 things that are available out there. That's we're going to have awesome prizes. So anyone who comes with kids, um, kids are automatically going to win like a $25 prize. Um, so we're just finalizing that right now with, uh, with a cool, cool gaming place called Laser Ops. They're amazing. And it's VR and cool games. So 
we're gonna have some fun things for them for all of the kids that come um, but it's gonna be a reasonable space then people can bring their stuff back we'll start announcing just like all right everyone who's got you know xyz bring it over however many they've collected we just give them an envelope the envelope's got some cool swag in it and they're able to hang out at Palooza, enjoy some time um and run around so where did this idea spawn from? I know you said you, you did it before, but like, what's your, your motivation behind doing a scavenger hunt? Just to get the people together that are following the page and like hang out? A bit of that, you know, trying to activate and see how does the page bring people specifically out for stuff like that. But I got my buddy, Karen from Fun Tampa. It was really, he gets the credit for it. He pushed and he's like, let's do this. Um, he too is in real estate. He's doing a lot of stuff in Riverview. And he was like, I want to do these. Let's just give it a go. Mm -hmm. And he just like funded the first one. We didn't charge anybody. We just gave away like 2,500 bucks yeah. and said, come to Riverwalk. We're giving away all these things. Um, it was well received, got people activated. It was something fun to do. And then kind of, you know, the intention is to grow it to where it is monetized. So we mm -hmm. haven't made anything at this point. Right. We're, you know, down a little bit of money, but yeah, it's, it's fun. fun. You get know? people together, yeah. come out, shop at Palooza, go on the sky. I mean, that, like, totally. this is like from what I've seen, the way you've been promoting it, I, like it looks exciting. It's everybody really gets excited. There's a lot of good tagging going on. We we sold more tickets already than I would have anticipated being a couple weeks out. So, like you know, the bulk of your tickets come the last like three or four days. Right. So it's like to right. be where we're at already. Well, it's that's like, like okay. right when this is coming out. So if you're listening to this yeah. now and you're looking for something to do on Sunday, yes, this Sunday, yeah, you need to sign up for this. Jump on localscavengerhunts.com and grab your tickets. Or if you go on any of our pages, the links are all there. Um, yeah, and yeah. it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the pages, I was just had, had thought mm -hmm. of this. Like over the last years, what would you say is the coolest? thing you've done or opportunity that's come to you to where you're like wow how crazy is that i would i would the last like 45 days for me have kind of been like the wow have you made it kind of a thing so this place called motor enclave which is this like luxury garage community mm -hmm. that people buy these you know basically just box garages for 400 plus thousand dollars and they're putting their cars there like I fortunately built a relationship with them and they've had me come to some like adrenaline driving cool cars and stuff like that with them. Then this whole Lamborghini thing, like yeah. I hit them up and I was like, so they rent, they rent these. They've got a fleet of sick cars, um, like McLaren's and the Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Rolls Royce stuff. I mean, elite exotics. So they've, I said, Hey man, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> It's like, Sweet. so now I'm driving around a Lambo for nice. a day. Um, but some of these, you know, I went to this like omakase experience last week. It's like, it's it was incredible. It's like $285 a person. Right. Like, it's an expensive thing to do, right, right. which I love food. Right, right, Would right. Would I pull the trigger on that? Not after doing it. It's just like, I can see where, like, it's. To the nine, yeah. It's an incredible, incredible experience, like. But getting invited to that kind of stuff, right. you know, like having enough in yeah. reach for these places to be like, well, you. And now you get to talk about it and promote it and experience it. That's really what they want. They want your take on it. I don't know if they care about my take more than they care about just the audience. You know, well, that's I mean, what I mean. But your your yeah. take is the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing you know, getting the feedback from places. I get the most like just joy from 
like a when a post goes on a place that's a little bit more like low key and it blows out. Yeah. Like I got a place in like Lithia and it's, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's social gold. Every post I've done there, it's like 300,000, 500,000, a million. It's a little place off of Lithia. It's a, got a, a home goods space and a restaurant, White Oak Cottage. They're lovely, but they hit me up all the time. And they're just like, dude, people are still coming in. Like mm-hmm. I saw this post, I saw these things going on. So it's super cool to see places like that. And, you know, you build these relationships with the smaller business owners who care, like they mm-hmm. need, they need they, to get that exposure. Right. You promote something on beach drive. It doesn't need it. They care, but yeah. you're just another influencer. They're paying to come out. Right. Um, which you're is right. Fun. It is, it is cool to watch that. You know, even from this, like that fulfillment of when people are like, oh, so-and-so just came in because I saw the podcast or whatever. It is. It's amazing. It's it's awesome. It's and really you're awesome. starting to, I imagine, starting to get recognized a little yeah, bit when you're out of town. You're yeah. kind of a little local celebrity. Yeah, and it's, it's a little weird. It is definitely <laughs> weird. It's, it's little, definitely. It's a little weird. Yeah. It, you know, when we started the show, it was like, are we going to have a, um, like the goal was let's just do one episode for a year and see what happens. But starting that, I'm like, that means I need 52 guests. Yeah. Am I going to have 52 people who want to come on and talk to me? And now it's like, of course, why not? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, once you build a little platform, even as your audience is growing, people, you know, the consistency yeah. is everything. So to make that 52 week commitment, awesome. And we're doing it. We're almost there. We're, we got one slot open. And by the time this comes out, I'm sure it'll be filled. Sweet. So we'll be going into episode uh, season two. I'm, for Very for cool. next year yeah yeah it's cool what like what do you think what are people i don't know i'm just thinking about the future of saint pete and like you know i've been spending a lot of time in austin you know nice. i've been here in like Asheville. it's kind of like saint pete and so just thinking of the direction what do you think saint pete looks like in five years like from your perspective <sighs> everything because you're kind of you're you're even more in the know than i am right and like you know some things maybe coming or you're like just watching the vibe over the last few years of what's been happening so what do you think the trajectory is five years uh, from now i think there's still you know there's a lot of obviously pursuit of of the bigger dollars with is it kathy wood's mm-hmm. project and yep. like the things that she's awesome. doing mm-hmm. the big high rises that are going up you know kind of just almost i think and everywhere in the Bay Area, it's like the, the, the I say this bougie level, but like that like elevated level where I don't personally I don't know if I'm excited about it. Like it feels like we're lo- we lose a little bit of the mm-hmm. you know you're going down the street and just I just want to go have a beer right. and hang out. And it's like all right, well it's nine dollar beer night everywhere now. Like yeah. you know, so that that real you know just small local communities. That's why I've been promoting like dive bars and stuff recently because everyone still loves dive bars. Right. Right. And, you know, you go to Flamingo's three for seven for Wells. I mean, people are just like, what? Um, but it, it's interesting to see how much everyone's striving for the development and the higher paying jobs to keep up with the increase in housing costs and all of those things that come with it. Um, but it's it's always kind of like, a, is it an, an antithesis? It's not the right word. A little most contradictory. We're like, we want these things, but then... I don't think it's native for people to think about what are the consequences that come when these things happen because mm-hmm. then with nice well, stuff. Well, to your point, even like not to – I love that you're promoting a dive bar, but if the dive bar becomes so busy, it loses the yeah. ambiance of a dive bar. <clears throat> the good thing about a dive bar is there's no wait when you go up to the bar and you can get a beer and there's, you can actually have a conversation because it's not packed and loud. 
True. And, you know, not not that, like, look, I'm not saying, of course. But, but I'm just saying to of your course. point, right? Like, good things become too popular. They lose lose a touch. I was just having a conversation, um, you know, during COVID, Tulum, Mexico blew up on the, on the map, right? One of the only places that would stayed open during COVID that, that had really no restrictions and all mm. that. And, um I went there uh, over New Year's and there was like one road that goes to the beaches. You have to drive two hours to, from Cancun to get there, kind of secluded, but was still blowing up at the time. Now there's more more roads to get to the beaches. There's a train going there, an airport opening. The yeah. specialness is going to be lost of what originally created the uh, the attraction. And one thing I think about is how do we as a city continue to keep St. Pete, what it is without losing it. And I don't know that you can no. because change is inevitable. Yeah, like ben, the Pandora's box is kind of an open, you know, with, with all of the recognition that the areas are all getting all the time. It's like we kind of end up, I'd say, leaning on Gulfport, Pasa Grill, Dunedin, Tarpon, Safety Harbor to kind of like be those, what we long mm. for, for that. We want that smaller town local vibe. And they're kind of, you know, I think Gulfport Pasta Grill are like doing the, I say the best job holding on to it, where Dunedin's kind of blowing up, you know. Yeah, well, Dunedin's got a cool vibe to it. <laughs> Super cool, but I, yeah. I, th- I, I love, I love Dunedin. I love Gulfport. I'm hanging out there the rest of the afternoon, and like, that there's those, those towns that you stumble on that if you end up there on vacation, you're just like, dude, how are we not? We're totally going back there. But it's funny you say the thing about Tulum, like even. Even our culinary things here, like I never even even you're mentioning it, like I didn't even know what made it a thing, but now the the concrete jungle over here just opened up Tulum based thing. Yeah. There's some other Tulum based thing in downtown Tampa. I was like, why why do we care about this Tulum place? Like, I didn't even know I anything could, about it. Yeah, well, I mean, if those that have got it's it's a vibe. Yeah, it's just a vibe. It's like this disconnect of this different thing. I mean, people are wearing different outfits there, and it's this mm. different the music and the the beach scene, the beach clubs and. You know, more of a, a spiritual, like St. Pete's got this spiritual vibe to it, but like that would be like the mecca of like okay. what that's coming from, from the color tones that are there, hmm. like the pat, like the, the art and the the jungle and all all of these things. I understand why it's um, becoming trendy. It's like almost a style. It's a it's a it's an era yeah. of, of what Tulum did. But I think because I, and COVID, if I'm I did that because it stayed open to your like. Things blew up on social. People were seeing it. Oh, this looks like when I'm stuck in my place, here's somewhere you can go and it and it's open and it's this spiritual journey that everyone was on during COVID mm-hmm. because they had more time with themselves. So it, it makes sense. Um, and so now that it's that Tulum um, uh, vibe is like now, uh, like I was just chatting with someone. They're like, oh yeah, I want my, my space to look more Tulumi. <laughs> and they had never even been. Oh wow! Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's just like this. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh well, we want more New York. It's its own. It's its, its own a, trending style. I'm sure on TikTok there's a whole oh for sure how to Tulum fire your house kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. But but um, we'll see how long it. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna. It, it change is inevitable. That's just one thing we have to keep and, our heads. But around. to your point there, like that's, I would I would venture to guess like you have the top 20% who's just like, cool, we're printing money now. And all of the, you know, the locals of Tulum are kind of just like, we can't get to the beach. Oh yeah. They're yeah, yeah, sure yeah. there's no shortage well, the of their complaints. Are no, a lot of it down there. 
So yeah, yeah. they're just happy to yeah. have whatever influx and stuff they're having. And I'm not gonna say much more because I'm coming after. Yeah, me, but... <laughs> we don't need getting down there. But I mean yeah. that that's kind of what you know we're we're more or less experiencing here. Where like you being in real estate and, and seeing it like when I post a property, the, the the amount of people commenting just about how unaffordable and how this and like yeah I get it and it's just like they're blaming realtors they're blaming different things and circumstances it's like. None of these factors are what's making it go up. We're getting so much promotion and publicity on international scales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a ton of people moving here, but you know, they're, the 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 jobs that I hear people talking about, like a lot of these people who are moving here from other places have remote jobs. Like the, the remote the changed. remote change yep. is crazy. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting shift and in pivot. I mean, you know, we've got some new uh, co-working spaces that have been opening up. Um, so it's going to be just really a educational, like relearning how to participate in the job market, being that it's a global opportunity. Yeah. Globalization um, is, a, is a, something that I like to think about. Sometimes I get on here and I go, do people care about these thoughts? I don't know, but they're mine. And that's what I'm sharing. I, I, yeah. I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah. We can geek out yeah, on that yeah, all day. Yeah. Well, and to your point, like. It, it's not realtors doing that to St. Pete. It's not, yeah, maybe we're part of the problem because right now here we are talking about it, right? And what yeah. you to talk, things are expanding. But at the same time, we're it's like the inevitable. If we're not doing it, it's someone else is going to be. And it's a supply. It's basic economics, 101, supply and demand. Yeah. It, you know, we go to New York. New York's not affordable. Yeah. It, but everyone wants to be there. St. Pete. You know, the, with the new 80-acre project going on with the race stadium, they're building affordable housing there. Yeah. It's part of the proposal. So people are conscious of it. But at the same time, it's like if you only have 10 apples and 100 people want them, yeah. you got to increase pricing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Hmm. Um, I'm thinking now a different direction to, to try to yeah. go with with, uh, with this. Where do you see your pages going in the next, you know, as, as things are, are blowing up? Because, like, uh, to this point, right, we're talking about growth. It just yeah. means more people are watching, more things are coming. What what? Here's a good question. What does your day-to-day -day look like? Um, so, I like, am, today, you say I you're going am, to golf. I'm what, just what? I'm so horribly spoiled. It's I'm, And I'm appreciative and, and grateful for it and, and getting to hang out with cool place people like you. So... You know, the typical, like Mondays is usually kind of just hanging out at the office day. It's a day like I got to pick my daughter up early from school or on time from school and stuff. So I usually hang back and then like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays out and about in whichever community. Mm -hmm. So um, usually get out to whatever area, 10 ish, 10 30, 11 o'clock, and then. So do you make a list before, okay, I got to hit up these three spots today or these people have, have come, like just lay out a little bit of what so that looks it, like. It tends to be, you know, since there's there's so much you know, demand, which is, is, is so nice where I'll pick like, so I've got to go meet with um, sale market with, with Sarah this afternoon at Gulfport. So like I end up having typically like one place or at least one or two meetings set up in whatever area. So like, those are my anchors where it's like, all right, I have to go to St. Pete this day. Or I have to go to Dunedin or wherever mm -hmm. I got to go. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, all right, I got to be down there. What else is around there? What else can I do? What else can I show off? Who else needs some love mm -hmm. and kind of create stuff and, you know, figure out just what else is there to even to do or to show off or just to meet and hang out with like the, I think, like I've said around being able to support these other small businesses, places that I've, 
just create relationships with like hey guys i'm gonna be in the area you want to go just spitball ideas and, and throw stuff around like you know like i mentioned the helm they launched this uh they're doing it once every every other month or every three months where they're having like a whole theme of what they're going to curate and different menu items like a little bit of a pop-up sort of theme mm -hmm. they did an italian one in in september and it did amazing they're going to do i think a more like nordic style thing in uh in december and really show off a lot of different elements and cuisines from that region and it came from us hanging out and talking and i was like hey this is what this place does over here that it's crushing it it's social fodder you guys can modify your existing inventory so you're not buying new inventory and modify those recipes and working in you know when you're you're in your you know tunnel vision you know joe you're a master marketer thank you yeah i mean it's it's just fun it's just yeah. fun to think about i think the one thing that i learned in marketing from when i was i had the consulting practice i was fortunate to have uh you know business partner, mentor, he was an older guy and he just was brilliant. But the one thing I always would notice is how people would light up when they present ideas and marketing and things like that. And he would just be like, how do, how would you engage with that? And it, it seems mundane and obvious, but if you think about when you're presenting something in marketing, whether it's ads or content or whatever that is, like how would you engage with it? I would think most often probably wouldn't. No, I love. <laughs> oh, I love this conversation. I, it's funny. I was having this exact conversation yesterday with another business owner and talking about marketing and how you have to think of would I pay attention to that? Yeah, I look at myself as I'm the hardest person to market to. So when I think of like marketing stuff, if it can grab my attention, then we're, we're probably doing all right. Yeah. But if I'm not watching it, if I'm scrolling past it, I'm not looking at your flyer, I'm not reading your email. Yeah, we, you know that's that's the perspective that I come from. So I love that question. How would you engage with it? How would you participate in stuff? So what's you know? working well? Like, let's give a quick little sixty second for those business owners that oh, are totally. listening. What 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 are some tips that you're seeing that it's working well? Because you're like you're crushing social media. So what's working well? Um, you know, obviously the reels side of things, where you know that you you figure out what that format is that works. So I mean, you're you're leading it off with your your hook your headline you know that that first two to three seconds is what's getting them curious enough to continue to watch it so for me from a most of the stuff's around like hospitality fun or food that leading shot has got to be like what's going on you know one of the cool ones i did at Aleo, they had their i forgot what the drink was but it's like me holding this thing and drinking like that and i'm just like best brunch in saint pete it was like, where is he drinking, right, taking right. shots like this? Right, right. And it blows out. So thinking around, looking at how to make your content pop in a way, um, some, and not all of the businesses obviously can have something that's so visually enticing, but whatever those questions are, um, and go look at what other pages are doing in your field. See what's already popping and go recreate it. Like. Mm -hmm. 99% of people are, it's not original. Like you're creating your own original stuff, but someone's done it, talked about it, especially in all the other industries and businesses. So that, that leading off that hook that brings them in. And when, when people talk about running ads, I meet people all the time and they're just like, so I only do organic. I don't grow like this. It's like, guys, you're missing, like, it's not going to be this cheap forever. Mm -hmm. And it, it was shockingly, you know, growing the pages when it was focused on Facebook, very inexpensive. And now when you have a post that really does well, what I mean as well is like you're getting 
equal to or more shares than likes. Shares are the currency. Uh, likes are irrelevant. Likes mm. are just the social fodder behind it where you might see a post that's only got 500 likes but gets in front of 100,000 people. It's because it's got more shares. I want the shares. Right. Um, more when, eyeballs. When you have that, that's what you're running ad on. Mm. And you're running it to drive people back to the profile. Super targeted, super demographic focused. Um, depending on your industry, you might have regulations with that. But... You know, you get super narrow with it and then understanding why these people are following you. Mm -hmm. And it's hard sometimes to remain in that context where like that's hard from the like the scavenger hunts within context. We talk about events. People talk to me about doing merch all the time. Like I've tried. It's it, that no one's following me for your, for your merch. It, it doesn't fit. It always yeah. flops. And then we'll go wear it. And people be like, oh, where did you get that? And then no one cares. Right. Like it's it's not worth the effort because I didn't build an audience with that in consideration. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, sometimes it's it's challenging to to look at how you built an audience and then almost like say I want to pivot. It's like well, your audience doesn't pivot; they want that. Right. You got stay almost, in that lane. I'm glad. You know. It's funny you brought that up because we've talked about merch for the podcast, talking St. Pete. Um, because a lot of people say that they would want something. But to your point, like, do they? Or is it just, I don't know. They would. Look, you'll sell some stuff. But is it, at the end of the day, does it become, is it worth the effort? Yeah. I mean, for me at this point, when I'm thinking of merch, like I'm going to do, I have some cool aviators that I'm going to put Mr. Tampa Bay on. It's it's a promo item. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to yeah. give them away. Right. Um, I think it's the easiest to relate that whole concept to think about like Larry the Cable Guy. Like, that's... That's not him. Yeah. He's, that is a hundred percent a character. If you watch his old early stuff, like he's just a comedian yep. who he, created that. Yep. And now he's stuck with, he can't like, Larry <laughs> can't the, the Cable, hat off. Yeah, Larry yeah. the Cable Guy can't just change to be stockbroker Larry. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah, he, that's, is who he is. So, you know, how you build that audience is, is critical. But I mean, I always encourage places, which is more time, but. If you want to, if you want to grow your audience and you want to build your business socially, building that entity that is interest of the area where, you know, like I'll have insurance guys reach out or service providers and home provider or uh, like home services and stuff. It's like, they want me to promote it. It's like, no one, no one it's not sexy guys. And can I do it? Sure. It's not going to work very well. It's not going to be worth the investment that they're going to have to make, but if I created the page that's talking around like home service is of Tampa Bay and like talking about cool places specific about that. Yeah. Showing off like, Hey, the roller sliding door roller people came in and this is how they did it. I had a great experience, kind of like your own version of recommendations to Angie's list. Mm -hmm. It can work. Right. Um, well, you got to want to do that it. Showing up for that. Yeah. 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 So business owners, you need to have a hook. Definitely the hook. The hook is the, hook, the critical part. And our attention span is goldfish level, so you got two seconds. That first two or that if it, if it's a solid hook, you'll you'll get them in. You know, if you sell them two seconds, you could probably sell them ten seconds. Isn't that crazy? You know, um, ten seconds. If you could sell them ten, you might have them. So there's uh, there's an amazing. I think there was like the bar, not the the guy who would go in and like uh, help fix your bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ball dude. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> A bar rescue. A bar rescue. He's like, all right, so 20%, was it 20% or 50? I think it's like 20% of people, if they have a flawless experience, will come back to your restaurant a second time. 20% of them 
will come back if they have another flawless experience a third time and then 80 percent of them will come if it's a flawless experience mm. on that third visit so mm. it's like you have those three visits the numbers might be off i don't know yeah. if it was 20 no, well, 80 20 principle makes sense um but thinking of that like not only will they you, you have to have a flawless experience to come back you have multiple flawless experiences yeah. and and thinking about how you're showing up all the time there's an amazing book called inside the magic kingdom um so disney would do these tours around like behind the lots and all that but the business focus side not just the you know the fun side and in the first like chapter the the tour guide asks and he, he says who do you think our competitors are and everyone's like sea world bush gardens this and he's like okay yes what if i told you walmart and ll bean and fedex are all of our also our competitors everybody's you know what do you mean what's going on he's like you booked to stay to stay at disney and now you have now shipped something from fedex and it something didn't go right and now you have to call fedex and you have to deal with fedex or whatever the company is you're talking with them and then immediately after that you say oh i forgot something with my disney reservation and now you're calling us we're not we're not comparing like experiences we're comparing experiences so you're gonna get off the phone and how different was the experience dealing with the Disney employee than was with XYZ company. Mm -hmm. So to, to, it's a big, I think mental shift for any business owner to realize like everyone's just comparing experiences and how do we only put on the best experience possible where you see the Ritz Carlton's, you hear their customer service levels of stuff. Yeah. That's what gets talked about. Joe, you just dropped a little bomb there. Like that, reading books, baby. Yeah, well, it, it's funny that you even brought up a book because one of my next question was going to be, "Do you read and what are you reading?" Uh, um, but talking about the, everything that we're doing right now, it, it, we're having an experience right now. Yeah, and um, to think of it's not just in your industry, but it's all experiences from how was your experience at the gas station? How was it when you went to the doctor? How was that? And then when you have a good one, doesn't matter where it was. Yeah, you'll you'll remember it and recognize it. And, and it can be, uh, and, and then you're going to want to talk about it. You're going to want to share it. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 That's so how good. do we create those memorable moments and experiences? No matter what industry you're in. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, or what you do. Or even to when go you say, above when and you beyond. Meet someone. Meeting. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about this. We know like, like you and I, however long we've been sitting here, it, there's no other, like, we're just locked in. Yeah. You know, no other distractions, no food coming, no, you know, the phones are on silent. It's cool. It's cool. It's a blast. So what else are you reading? I got Goggins on repeat, man. <laughs> uh, I got sucked into... Go hard. Oh, dude. Uh, so two or three years ago, I had a slip disc, and it was a terrible year. I was training for ultra stuff, doing big, big distance things. Slipped my disc, was out for a year. Um, I forgot how I, I... One of my friends was you know, listening to the first book. That was, you know... It's amazing. You, you can't obviously not do things. Are you familiar oh, with? Oh, yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> a, yeah, yeah you've yeah. eliminated all excuses. Yeah, you can't um, hurt me. Yeah, yeah. So I went through that a couple of years ago. Then there was like a year period of like, all right, I got out of the disc. I could do things again. I was in my groove. And then um, a year after my disc was fine, I found out I had cancer in my mouth. And I had to get all these teeth removed. And it was, it was it's... I don't want to diminish it. It was much more dramatic mentally. Yeah. It was like two months of like, oh my God, am I going to die? What's going on with this? It was fortunately a week of inconvenience 
surgery and whatever else and mm -hmm. everything's been delightful it's now been over a year from that but you know you're going you know you're you're in immense pain like from the, the discs then going into cruising through a year business is good everything is running little other speed bump so you know you, you're getting your groove momentum's hard to build and easy to lose mm. you know so <laughs> you have that that fall off of that momentum to grind back and 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 just push through it and it's just like you know if you if you're familiar with goggins like the you're, mental toughness the, yeah and it's yeah. the time frames it takes to get back on whatever my noteworthy groove is for me to just feel the production feel the just the momentum building and to get back to it it's like it's so much shorter but also in combination with uh i'm a huge ice bath guy i mean like you're going to what's uh it's slipping my name right now what's so it? my buddy michael owns uh plunsana yep. um going there going to vitality which yeah shout out to those guys can't wait but, for that fourth street uh, location to open i think it just it's really tomorrow close. yeah 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 the 15th whatever it is yep so love them so much like i i had some chest stuff going on to go hang out in the salt room a couple days dude cleared it up right out of have there have you laid on the pa i've done all of it dude. Oh, yeah, dude i love that thing is everything wicked. in there yeah everything i haven't done the hyperbaric chamber yet me neither um but floating time commitment i i'm usually there doing like four things yeah, like yeah. just they're like superhuman room amazing yep um but once I actually did the ice baths, the, my, when Mike brought me to, we went to a thing in Sarasota, the ice baths, the Wim Hof breathing, like, it, I, you know, it's almost the cliche and it's like something flipped. Like my level of productivity was like off the scales, but it lasted for me like a whole week or two. And I was like, I got to keep doing this. And like that compared, combined with like the Goggin, it was the perfect storm to just like give me the Send formula. You, yeah, yeah. You're out of your groove here's your kit right yeah get back to that those um, things and, and productivity yeah. source uh have you read the book breath by james nestor uh you know what i it's think a yellow, i started it's a yellow it. book I, I i think i downloaded it i haven't listened to it yet i think it's in my audible okay account. if you're into the breathing thing, yeah anyone listening and the, it talks about how the breath is a piece of our health that we don't pay attention to oh so much so yeah and, so and he, it's a journal it's not a hard like it's a really fun read because it's a, a journalist who goes through all these publications and he does his own experiments with closing his nostrils off and only mouth breathing for a week and what that did to I his did read that part. Read yes. to his uh, his blood levels and and all like health wise he just so much coolness out of it and goes back to like old tribes how they would shut babies' mouths and make sure that they weren't mouth breathing and all these different techniques with going to Wim Hof and it's incredible yeah it's a, it's an incredible read and uh, makes you more conscious of your breath oh I'm I'm so much more and over the years doing different yoga retreats and everything like you know i, I just love all of it mm -hmm. and that's part of like what does my day look like i mean the fortunate is that i i have some of that time flexibility and freedom to be able to focus on those kinds of things mm -hmm. and invest the time to learn it and practicing it mm -hmm. um even though i'm so out of practice this week but get back to it's it. yeah it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be there um but mm -hmm. what's one thing in St. Pete that people should know about that that's on your radar, that's recently on your radar? Maybe you even promote it. Maybe you haven't. Like, if we're going to share, like, what's something that we need to put on the map? Mm. I, I mentioned them earlier, man, but, like, oh, I love the, – the helm is, I think, the one of the biggest sleepers for me. Okay. I don't feel like I see much about it. Um, you know what? I, I'm brick and mortar, you know? It's – 
I feel like they're one of the the least talked about and most amazing. Every time I go there, what he, they create, like the experience. <laughs> the experience is fine. Like I'm not, I'm not as much on the. I'm like, how amazing is the food? Yeah. How creative and flavorful and different, and he just knocks it out of the park all the time. Like, so I, I think they're almost like an unappreciated because they're right. I mean, now that I think it was the next door to Concrete Jungle, right? Mm-hmm. You know. That whole construction, they're like, man, that was a big, they didn't think about it. Like it was a huge hit not being able to walk through here. Um, so they've been, they've been grinding it for a little while and now I'm, you know, everything's great, but it's just still like, if you haven't been there, you know, been six as well, we had way out of, out of the beaten path kind of thing. Been six South is so solid. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really Tropez. I was just hanging out at Tropez a week ago. Um, beautiful vibe, mm-hmm. amazing food. What about not food related? I know you're not you, you're not you're doing a lot of food yeah, things. I'm a food what, man. Yeah, well, yeah, that's like your go to. But so, like, we're here. We already uh, ate. We're full. What? What? Yes. What? Where should we go? What should we do? Boy, oh boy. I know a little different. Of a, yeah, that's a that's a because that's when a people question. ask like, oh, what should I do in St. Pete? What it's like I have I a long list of everywhere you should go eat. Yeah, but what if you're not hungry? What if you're not hungry? What if you you know I get the people who are like, oh, I don't drink, and it's like, <laughs> you're like, well, what have we eliminated? Yeah, um, you know, I, I'm a guy who just loves to walk around and explore, and yeah, what's your best walk? Just even walking, you know, going north by Vinoy Park, and just like walking up and around there towards Snell Isle, like those cool, and walking through those communities leading up to Snell Isle through the northeast, and it's just it's beautiful. It's peaceful. Mm-hmm. It's it's just serene. Yeah, you know, cobblestone go, roads, all like that. The yeah. cobblestone stuff. You know, the pink streets. I think is a, is a pretty cool little like gem area that obviously doesn't get any love. Like you know, if you didn't, if you didn't know, know about it, it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people listen to the pink streets. Where's that? So the pink streets. You know, Pinellas Point, <laughs> South St. Pete. Beautiful homes. They have a park down there. You can see the Skyway. Um, just a cool place to you know explore and check out. There's something areas that um, you can see the Indian mounds. There's all this, there's tons of plaques and information and educational stuff. You want to check all that out. Um, I think that's probably like one of the unique little gems. And then like even like Roser Park, you you walk through, it's all like crazy hilly, like in the middle of the city. Yeah. Um, fun little community that's got the the little, the river, uh, uh, Boyhead? No. What is it? Lost track of whatever the little I don't, I water thing that goes through it i don't know boy no whatever yeah. there's a water that goes through it and you can totally see like they have it's like a canal and then there's like pylons that go across it so you know you're gonna walk across them and mm-hmm. hope they don't break and you know it's just just yeah. fun little areas we have so many parks like just to explore and mm-hmm. i think those you know don't go unnoticed but the boyd hill park that we did a showcase on like they've got like a whole aviary six aviary Aviation, yeah, yeah, aviary, no, aviary birds. Oh, the birds, yeah, tons of birds. They got some bald eagles and owls and hawks. I didn't know about that. Huge. The aviation piece. We just did a team photo shoot, and I said, "Hey, meet at the meet at the airplane at the pier." And they're like, "Where's that?" Exactly. Okay, so if you don't know, here's a fun little fact for anyone listening. Yeah, this uh, that St. Pete had the first commercial flight from St. Pete to Tampa, and the mayor was the passenger. And you can go see it at the pier and learn about it. Yeah. To your point, like to you go down to Pinellas Point, wherever you can go, go read something. How many times you've been? I mean, people have been to the pier, and it, it isn't like the 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 statue of the plane is like in an obvious 
walking path. You know, you're walking a little bit yeah. off to the right. Um, but, but, yeah. but but people go to the pier all the time. And when I said that, I thought that was a staple. Totally. T- turns out it's not. And I think that's a cool piece no. of history that we have. No. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing a tiny bit back to food, but it's at the, the uh, Fine Art Museum. Um, but Cafe Clementine is tucked away in there and like they, the museum should be paying them. <laughs> Cause it's that good. Because she's, I'm sure she's bringing considerably more people because no one, not to say no one cares about these museums. Like the amount of people that go to these museums, I've seen the numbers, I've seen how they report them and they're so flawed. They're, they're like, if you have a wedding, they're counting those people as like oh, visitors or stuff. Like yeah. that doesn't work. Just because they're in there. Yeah. Just because no. they've come. That's like, how many people are coming through paying to come to this? Right. And keep it moving and supported. And it's just like, you know, a lot of, you know, we have so many museums throughout the area and. Which is, which is cool and, and like odd at the same time. I don't know if it's odd. I just don't think, I think it's, you know, the Tom James Museum, obviously the, the money doesn't matter because whatever but yeah. at the same time like don't these have to be financially viable like what has to happen to keep these and do the residents really care enough about it you'll have enough people if they have one closed i'm sure everybody would be like oh my god we love this place like when's the last time you were there <laughs> it's true it's true as because as you're saying that because in my mind i'm always thinking oh well you know what on an ugly day that's a day to go to the museum but how many of those do we yeah. have when it's an ugly day out which uh, yes yeah, seldomly enough you're like all right i could just I'm just going to sit at home today. It's a Netflix day. Right. Yeah. Don't think today's uh, the day to go to a museum. Although I do love the Dolly. I, and Dolly is the... The staple. Yeah. Like yeah. there's there's been multiple uh, attempts of having like a um, a whole museum pass where like you can pay one fee and then you can go to all of them. And Dolly is always kind of like everyone's really just hoping that Dolly agrees. Right. So then you can get into there. Right. But they don't need gonna to. Which isn't going to benefit Dolly. Like yeah, if they're anything, they're going to get screwed. Yeah. They don't need to. So it's... Uh, yeah, I know all of the museums are always looking for different ways to promote stuff and and do things, but they are they're all cool places. They're unique, they're beautiful. They're doing different exhibits at each of them like, you know, to to kind of go and support that. If it's I was I was at a meeting with the uh, the Arts Commission a couple of years ago, probably 4 or 5 years ago, and he had a very interesting uh financial statistic around the arts community as it compared to the raise, and this was probably like 2018 or 2019. And he said, he goes, you know what? Everyone's just always up in arms about everything that the Rays does. He's like, if the arts decide, if the arts community left, it would be like two or three times. It was a considerable amount more money that was getting generated for the community, for taxes, for everything like that, than anything that the Rays did. And they're like, would anybody even complain? Like, would anybody even like notice just because it's so dispersed? Um, but it's like, how to, and I think St. Pete, more so than all the other communities in Tampa Bay, does value, does appreciate their their arts community Definitely. In, a, in a much bigger, different way. Uh, but it was an interesting theory around him him presenting that yeah, as like well, a that's, financial well, impact. What gets, uh, media attention versus not, but the community yeah. here knows about. I, I've had conversations with artists that they've specifically moved here because of the art community. Speaking of Gulfport and things like yeah. that, you know the art the Gulfport that is filled with some famous artists. Mm. Um, I didn't know. You that. didn't know that? No. Oh yeah, there's like, in, in, I, and the names are, are slipping me. I wish I could remember the one guy's name, but like he's done artwork that you recognize from like like Campbell Soup and like oh, wow. uh, Finding Nemo and like all. Oh. I mean, there is like some real talent in, mm. in Gulfport because of the the community that's there, um, and you would never know. No, you never know unless you walk into the like they got studios in their backyards. 
you know, this is like they're massive. Oh, what's that place I've shown off in Safety Harbor that is like that post is another one that always blows up with like millions of views. Uh, it's it's in downtown Safety Harbor. Oh gosh, if you just look up like crazy art place in Safety Harbor, it's like a massive. It's like a house that's just colorful and mirrors. Whimsyland. Whimsyland. Never uh, heard of that. Like. I, I did the post about it and I hit them up and I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> this is going to blow you up. I hit a few other safety, safety harbor places. I was like, yo, you, downtown might be ridiculous this weekend because, like, this post just went bonkers and you can only get so many people through it. Yeah. Through this thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, even the, oh, here's your, that's uh, food. Jen. No, no, no. But it's man, good. It's good. It's good. Bring uh, it. The, that, the weekly Asian market at the Lao Cultural Center. Mm. That is the must. Like, yeah. most amazing, coolest place. Cool, everything's incredible. The people are amazing. Every Friday night, uh, like five thirty to eleven at the Lao Cultural Center, off of the fifty eighth, fifty eighth Street, I think it is. There's like twenty, thirty vendors. Every one of them is different. Show up with like a couple friends, and everyone has like twenty bucks. Everybody get like two things. And you can just bring it to the, and you're just having the most incredible feast of different things than you're getting cool anywhere. So cool. Yeah. And it's such a, such a cool, it's plenty of parking. I know that it's been a zoo since I posted about it two weeks ago. Like the vendors are hitting me up and they're like, dude, we need to bring a lot more food. Yeah. Well, that's um, a good problem to have. Very yeah. cool. And yeah. again, one of the, you know, the, the people that have had me come out, everyone's so wonderful and, and so appreciative. Like, you know, I think the the first video we did got a hundred and something, hundred fifty thousand. Then I did a post last week; they got another hundred thousand. And I'm like, all right, I probably shouldn't post about this for Give a little up. while. Let it like settle. Um, but they are that's cool. That's so cool. delicious. I like that. That's a, a collective experience that you can have with everyone and share. That's totally yeah. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Speaking of awesome, I think we're 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 at our time here. Oh, Joey. Thank, dude, thank you dude, so dude, much for dude, having me, yeah, man. Flew, flew by. Flew by. An yeah. hour goes by quick when you're having a great time. Um, I, not that they need it, but where can they find you if they don't know where you're at? Any of the awesome. So St. Pete's awesome. Tampa Bay is awesome. Clearwater Beach is awesome. Dunedin's awesome. Um, localscavengerhunts.com is where you can get those tickets if you want to come out this weekend to the scavenger hunt. Um, and then in the post notes, we'll even pop in a coupon, a little discount code for everybody who's watching the show. There it is. Um, so I'll figure out whatever that is, but it will be in the post text. Yes, yes, yes. We'll put that. So look below for your coupon code uh, for the scavenger hunt this weekend. Uh, definitely check it out. It's going to be a great turnout. And I don't see any. I think I'm in town. So I'll be there. Awesome. I'll be there. Uh, we'll, we'll hang out. We'll have a great time. Looking forward to seeing everyone there. If they made it this far, Joe. Yeah. What should they comment below? Oh, man. Just tag a friend. Tag a friend. Tag a friend. Tag a friend. Yeah. If you're still Tag here. Tag a friend. Tag a still friend. Still yeah. Share the post. Share, like, comment. Do all the fun things. We appreciate you so, so much, Joe. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for being awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you in the next one. Boom. Dude, cool. That was cool. Yeah. I, know, I looked at my watch and I was like, holy shit, dude. That was yeah. a, I didn't know how long the show was. No, no, no. Like, 